It's official. And here we go. So hold on. (laughs) All right, guys. Welcome to episode one of the Remnant Podcast. Sir. So my name is Luis, a.k.a. Audio Life. This is... Danny, a.k.a. Danny O. I mean, and we together are starting this new adventure. Yes. Now, we have kind of recorded other episodes thinking that would be it, but we, yeah, that was a trial and error. <laughs> so we're starting off fresh with this, and we're going to go a little bit over probably different topics for today. Um, every other episode will have an established theme. Uh, but so we can just get things started. Um, Danny, I think I remember that in episode one of the original, um, one of the things that we actually did talk about was, um, and, and this doesn't get talked about enough. I think I'm not saying off of the pulpit, um, more saying in general with men and more Christian men, um, to be more accurate for this. we don't talk. We, mm. we, we don't express feelings. We don't, I, I, I know I still kind of hold back sometimes. Um, but one of the things I know I've recently changed in my life right. was more to, uh, as males, we don't hear the word. I love you enough. Well, I mean, if we're being honest and open about it, um, um, like, uh, women are always celebrated, which is great. It's awesome. Love them. Um, but like, in all honesty, like when is a man really shown appreciation? Like, uh, I, I wrote, I read a quote one time and they, they were saying that uh, the first time a man will ever receive uh, flowers will be at his gravesite. That, that's a little sad. It, it is, but there's so much truth behind it too. Like, I think, just, I, I think my wife brought me flowers. I can't remember. Well, I mean, we just celebrated uh, Father's Day, what, he, last weekend? Here's a weird statistic uh-huh. I just heard. It was from a comedian, but okay. I, I'm pretty sure it's not that far off. Father's Day is the, t- if we're talking about holidays, uh-huh. Christmas is one. Mother's Father's. Day is two. Uh-huh. Bro, Father's Day is 20. I, be- I believe it. <laughs> but Halloween but- and Arbor Day. Arbor- Columbus What's Day? Arbor Day? I don't know. But that's more important than Father's, than Father's Day. Day. Like I can but, understand, like it, it as and that's a sad truth as a society. Um, well, but, well, you know, dads tend to not be there. Hey, well, I'm gonna go get some milk. But it, it's it's a cultural thing, though. I mean, if you if you take it back to what uh, I don't know, let's say uh, the 1930s, 1940s, the man, the man was always had, given the image of being the provider, being you know the stay at home mom with the with with the two and a half kids. Uh, where they get the half kid from, I don't know. Maybe that's right. Yeah. But that was the function in the image of uh, the nuclear family. But nowadays, I mean, in society, how many examples do we have actually have the, of the nuclear family? How many times do do people always bring up the fact that, oh, you know, so and so, you know, he grew up without a dad, or so and so, he had a dad, but he either got locked up or, you know, or he unfortunately deceased. Yeah, I didn't make it because he was part of the streets or something. Right. And it's very unfortunate. But it, 
in retrospect, though, we also have men that might that are present but are not present. Okay, give an example. So, um, for me personally, my father was present in the household, but he was at least with me. I know he he seemed to change it up a little bit with my younger brother, but um, he wasn't present. I, I understand, you know, wanting to work and provide, which is great. Right. I, you know, I had um, a few things that I'm pretty sure I was, I know for a fact I was blessed and fortunate enough to have them, but it wasn't, um, you know, showing up to my, my soccer games or showing up to my baseball games or football games, what have you. It was always, I'll sign you up, buy you the bare minimum of what you think you might need. And then, you know, drop you off at practice, pick you up, drop you off at the game. If wow, I'm at home, least you, at least you got sports. I didn't, I didn't get sports growing up. Is whatever. But I, it, I mean, I did you sport. and I did have different kind of lifestyles growing up. I mean, it was similar but different. So let me tell you a little bit about me. So when it was so for me growing up, it right. was incredibly weird because uh, when I was born, my dad was what fifty six, fifty seven, fifty eight. I'm not what? making this up. And my mom was 24. Wow. Huge age gap. Right. Like he could literally be old enough to be her dad. Yes. There's, there's more weirdness to it. uh, If I'm being very frank, Uh, let me see. So he had, he already had kids uh, with his first wife. Right. So, So let me see. His first wife was named Julia. My okay. mom is named Julia. Um, he's named Luis. You're My named older Luis. brother's named Luis. I'm named Luis. We weren't creative in our family. Uh, but you have a lot of creativity, though. Yes. So how do you explain that? You just said, in my family, we're not creative, but. As far as names go. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, you're like one of the- No, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> um, my... Currently, my brother is who, who looks like my older Twinkie. Um, he is, let me see, if I'm 36, he mm. is 66. 30-year age gap. It's really weird. It's a Freaky Friday kind of situation on, 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 on the aspect that I look at him and he looks yeah. like Pops. How is I remember him right. versus I look like Pops to him as he remembers him. It's weird. That is weird. It's incredibly weird. I, I, and I mean, sorry to the audience. I, I know I keep making these faces. I, I suck at poker. Sorry. <laughs> My wife would be the first one to tell you I suck at poker. I mean, it's just like, you know, like you and I were, we're close. And I know for a fact that, you know, these are some of the topics we haven't really sat down and talked about in detail. So now, now bringing it back to the topic, um, the unfortunate truth is that my dad was one way right. with his first kids. Okay. Um, not to say the best, uh, my, my brothers told me stories and, and it, it had to do with like, I, I'm, I'm going to say like, you know, that old school machismo, hey, yo soy el hombre, you know, whatever. <laughs> right. Um, which is versus, ingrained in this culturally. Right. And he would constantly go to the doctor versus I had him in, the autumn of his years. Right. And 
a shell of what he used to be more calm. Like, no, like talk, talk to him first before you discipline him. Um, but at the same time, because he was much older, um, the situation became that, well, he had diabetes, Parkinson's, uh, Alzheimer's, you know, he didn't take care of himself, unfortunately, throughout life. You know, he was more of the, ah, me muero de lo que sea, de, de algo me voy a morir. Um, si no es el diabetes, va a ser un carro. Exactly. So the unfortunate truth is that my mom ended up kind of living a life of a nurse, taking care of him. Oh. So I didn't get, I, I mean, it's not that she didn't try to raise a boy in a Christian household and this and that. And gracias a Dios, my, my dad did accept the Lord throughout his life, throughout you know, the last years of his life. And uh, when he passed away, we know he's uh, waiting for us up there. That's, that's not, that part isn't an issue. She tried, um, but trying to deal with being a caretaker in one hand and, and raising, a mother in the other, raising, raising a boy who is very much like his dad. So was, was, was a little hard. Um, and so there's like not that emotional connection. So yeah, growing up and especially, you know, in relationships and now in right. um, my marriage, you know, it's like a whole, uh, Yes, the Lord will heal you of your, you know, your pains, your travesties, your transgressions of any, all anything, them, all anything. Them, all but there's that little mental gap in this and that, that, you, you know, it's, it's okay to say like, Hey, I need help. Like, I don't understand why I do this or why I do that or why I can't take a hug or something like that. It, you know, for speaking on this, so on that topic, for me, it was very difficult. I had to come to the terms that I had to uproot this pain, this bitterness that was dug deep in me. So interesting enough, what you're describing is that your dad was able to have a, almost like a reset. What is it? I don't want to say new family, but the second family. Yes. Right. No, no, no. Yeah, that's true. Well, I got to see the reset within my own home. Mm. The way I was raised and treated was different than that the way that my brother was treated how so well for me it was always a stern hand the uh, very short very impatient whereas with my brother it'd be like, ah, you know, es que no lo entiendes. Está creciendo. Like, is, is it that bro. situation where like you guys are working on the car aquí pon la luz aquí no, yeah. <laughs> and then no, aquí aquí and then when you would get disciplined I'm like, I'm already crying because of the pain. Like, it, it, Anyway, so it, it's funny that they bring that up because I'm like, wow, like this guy really didn't. I mean, his dad went through it, but didn't see it in the same way. I saw that at Transpire. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of cultural uh, baggage that would. That, right. That, I, I, I think we just thought, oh, this is how my dad did it. This is. Um, but I had I had to come to terms too with the understanding that my dad didn't have a dad when he so it goes back to that the whole thing that we see in our culture today where the 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 image and the the place of a man wasn't in this household so he had to mm, kind of mm, okay. make it up as he went right I'm not I'm not excusing it of certain things that happened that he was like oh there are certain moments where I feel the same way 
I, I'm like, oh, I'm making it up as I go. Uh, for for now, I don't have kids, but you know, it's right. still with the wife. I'm like, oh, oh so, uh, don't don't but, so, don't say this, don't say that. Right. So, but oh, in, dear Lord, please help me give me wisdom. <laughs> and he will. Uh, but interestingly enough, a lot of the things that I didn't like about my father were coming out from within me. Mm. I'm, and I'm talking about. Um, I'm already saved. I'm serving the Lord. Me and my wife are together. My kids like two or three and I'm just finding myself being really short with him. And like, not often am I saying that I love him or want to be around him. And I'm like, this is weird. This is not like in my spirit. I knew that this is not something you do. Like this is my son. This is of my flesh. And it, 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 I would get bothered being around him. Mm. Mm. And okay. it's like, but it, I, as soon as I would recognize it, it seemed like it went away and then, um, continue on with my date, my wife, mm. which I love her to death because she always calls me out on stuff. She's like, why are you acting that way? You, you know, he's a kid. And I'm like, well, I still, it, I still struggle with that part. Like, it, well, like Yvonne will call me out. I'm like, uh, right. Well, and that, <laughs> trust me, bro. It, I was like, I know I need it, but mira, 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 mira. Right. It, it's not something you want to hear right there and then, but it's need it's something that you need to hear. That's true, because it, it snaps you out of it. No, very true. Because if it just went along with the with con la corriente, then it was, it just it get worse. So after realizing that it was coming out, I'm like, man, I I really need to do something about it. And um, I would sit down and speak with my you know talk to my mentor about it, and he's like, he would point out the fact that. I was holding on to certain things. I'm like, I forgave my father. Like he lives out in Texas and now he has a new wife that I haven't even met, but it was like rooted in deeply. Mm. So deep that it, you know, I, I openly admitted that I went, I went through a therapist, you know, when um, we sat down for quite a few sessions and a lot of stuff came up that I, I'm like, man, Explains a whole lot. Ooh, therapy. Ooh, man, you already That's messed a- up like that. <laughs> I, I, I did. I when um, I was about to get. I know married. it's. I know it's taboo in our, in our oh, culture. Yeah. But why? But why? Why does that have to be taboo in our culture? Because it seems. It, well, at least to me, it seems like. Oh, you couldn't figure it out on your own. Yeah, yeah. La regastes. Like you failed. You failed. That, but that, that, but like, are we supposed to figure it all out by ourselves? No, we're not. And I will say again when when. Uh, I was about to get married. We right. decided like, yeah, there's, there's a lot we're not getting, we're not getting right. You know what? We need to see um, um, premarital counseling. We, we need to take premarital counseling. Right. And, um, you know, gracias a Dios here at City Reach, um, that is something that um, City Reach does offer with our pastors that are trained and, you know, have years of experience. Um, I love it. I, we had premarital, postmarital. <laughs> yeah no no like it, it 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 and it's funny i remember sitting down for the first set first of oh man <laughs> aren't you gonna take a notebook or what aren't you gonna take notes i never take notes take a notebook <sighs> okay okay I, i'm like man i don't even know how to, i'm like i don't even remember how to oh, i took notes in college all right this is just figuring out how day one Give it a theme. Bro, bro. 
Yeah, you know, after uh, after not making it there, I went to Cal State YouTube. You know, it's all fine. There you go. Anyways, um, sitting there, I'm like, oh man, how do I do this? This and that. And then I I know she was feeling it too, and I I was feeling right. that same thought. And maybe people that are listening to us are may go through the same cycle where I was like, okay, are we gonna yell at each other? Are we just gonna air everything out? Are, um, is she going to yell at me? Is, is this pastor about to find out my darkest secrets? Like what was going on? Like, like, and it it was, he, he sat us down in his office, walked us through pace by pace. Like, okay, this is what the outlook of these sessions are going to look like. You know, every session has a topic and, uh, you know, we're going to, you know, talk through it and this and that. And, you know, gave us exercises and everything. And, and we did talk out certain topics like, okay, one by one, like one by one, each session, he doesn't do this. I don't do that. And then you realize, Oh, it's a lot of little things that make this dumb. It's not one big thing. It's a lot. And you're like, Oh, I'm a bonehead. I'm like, okay, I can fix that. A lot of little things become a big thing. Yeah. He he gave the example is, uh, you know, Sometimes divorces don't start because of a big scandal. It's literally, you've had it up to here. You saw a sock out of place, and that was your last straw. And that was like, okay, I'm away. I'm away de aquí. And I went like, and I was well, like, why are you leaving? The sock was in the wrong place. Shout out to my wife. She, she trained me on that one. She trained me. No, but I thought about, I'm like, oh man, there's a lot of, oh man, there's a lot of little things. I'm like, and you build up and you build up, but these aren't, these are things that you, you think, you know, okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. You'll say, you know, you got it. And no, um, we all need a little help just because we may come from a Christian background or we grew up, you know, playing on stage or servicing as an usher or cleaning or um, assistant pastor, you think you have it all, you figure it out. And no, you don't. No one, no one has it as a hundred percent and there is always help. And, but again, I, as men and as Christian men, oh no, es que, es que Dios me va a ayudar. Yeah, Dios is supplying the help right there. Te está dando el pastor para que te ayude. And, and we still like, oh, no, no. But, no, está muy ocupado. Like he's, he's doing a thousand things. Yes, it, part of the thousand things he's going to do is help you and this is the to key, get to the kingdom. And this is the key element that you and I both share in this venture was that we were allowing ourselves to be vulnerable, which unfortunately in our are within our Hispanic yeah, Mexican no, I'm culture. I'm myself way too much here <laughs> and, and it's going to get worse. Well, stop. Yeah, it's going to get worse. <laughs> but it's so, you know, we took those key elements of, of wanting to be vulnerable. But why did we want to be vulnerable? Because we wanted, we, for the love of our, our wives. And, 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 and it's, it's, it's hard, man. I, I, as it's much not as I easy. can talk, I don't want to talk. No, no, right. no, my guy. But I'm like, oh, I need, I need to open but up. But if, you don't, share it, it, if yeah. you don't, how does she know? How does she know? Oh, man, it explodes in this really bad way. And, it, and, it's and, horrible. Yeah, and sometimes it just comes out as word vomit and blah, 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 or, or you know, cat all. And then, you know, no, my I'll go spend two, $300 on a steak or something. 
That's you know, of anger. Oh, should have ate before you came. Um, but see, mine was more toxic than that. Mine was really worse. Mm. So anytime in the past when uh, Ellie and I would have a discussion where she wanted to have a serious talk that I wanted to run away from because, I mean, since we're being vulnerable, I was scared to have that, that talk because then oh, I, I, I knew that I, knew I would need correction in the area. I would one get upset to get like completely angry for no reason. And three, I would jab at her and try to cut her with my words. So she would get so hurt that she would just, um, you know, stay quiet and guess what? Yeah, We're I, not, I, I think I used to do that now. I'm more like, okay. And we wouldn't, man, we wouldn't I just yeah. listen. Okay. And if you, if I have an answer, yes or no, or we get into depth, um, right. Uh, even in those situations, I still tend to be quiet and I'm like, okay, okay. But in no, um, I am quiet. I don't release. I I keep myself from reacting, so I hold myself to respond instead of reacting. I I, I tend to have the bad tendency of um, okay, now I'm feeling some type of way, but I won't respond with a oh, pero mira, or no, it's no, now it's a very why is she saying this? No, it's a, I respond with a yes, no, like straight poker. Oh. Yes, no. Okay. Um, and, and then if we need to get into the details, I try, I try to keep it along those terms and trying to sh not show emotion. Although you can hear the anger and, and the back of my voice, but I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Just don't raise your voice. Don't do this. Don't do that. We, we so, can keep it calm and come rational. So for you, why would you get upset? And receiving corrections. I am not a person that grew up. Um, well, again, in growing up, um, I didn't know how to respond to, you know, to, to any of that. I didn't. Uh, 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 when I finally grew to a certain age, and I think that um, character that comes naturally from a mm -hmm. family you know, mm -hmm. from my dad, um, I learned how to respond and, and not disrespectfully, but I did learn how to respond. Um, yeah, but as I got older, it did get aggressive and it get blah, blah, blah. And mm. I just don't like hearing it. I, I'm more of the, okay, tell me how it is. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's more like business. I, you tell me how it is. Okay. Thank and you. I, and I'll go I, 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 I will go forward. But then hearing the details, I'm like, ah, oh, no, yeah. It's a relationship, not a business. Oh, I know. But I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Again, I should have ate before we came. I know. That, well, that's why I haven't really eaten. That's why I did this little juice, thing. juice protein thing, which nice. I probably shouldn't finish the whole thing, but I'm hungry. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, yeah, that's that's me. I, I I don't like hearing the details, and if I can hear the details, it's fine. But when I feel like I'm being told the details, and I have to learn the end of the episode lesson right, right there, I'm like, uh, I'm like, no, like, please just, yes, I'm like, can I, I can mean, I have a moment? Can I have a moment? <laughs> can I like, please, can I have a moment and just like let let it all. It, it can it can happen like that sometimes, and and for me that's right. Why but I, if I, I I how is it? Me desespero. 
Uh, I, I grow very impatient and I'm like, oh, yeah, let's get I, it done. Let's get it done. Come on. Just get, get to the point. Get to the point. Right. Um, it, it, it doesn't. And, and that feels like it's business when it, when it is business, when I've had to be corrected right. at work or something. You know, but I'm that's like, okay. Work. This and this. Okay. Thank you, sir. So now you're saying your wife's your boss? She's the other half of the business. Yeah, but you just said that, you know, getting corrected at work. You, you just compared your wife to getting corrected at work. No, 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 no. I, I compared how I feel like well, I would like it, to get corrected. It, it, it comes down to the same thing. Like, you took correction as correction would always come from a hierarchy. Like something business-based. Right. No, no, no. But I'm saying that's how I prefer it. When I get in the other detail, I'm like... Ah, uh, you prefer it that way. Yeah, because business is direct. Uh-huh. So the point... And then, yes, sir. And then you, you work on whatever you need to correct or whatever it is. But with any relationship, it's not going to be that because. No, I know. I understand, the, I understand that now. <laughs> I still don't, uh, the love, I still don't, always, the love compl- I don't always comply, but yes. We, we don't all always comply. You can ask my wife. But see, and for me, it was just, um, it was really weird. I would get upset and not want to receive correction because I already knew I missed that. Like, you don't have to reiterate to me what my, where I fell short or what I failed because in my mind, I'm already thinking I already failed before I even started. I, I, I guess for me, it goes back going back to uh, how I was raised. Uh, it was, I, again, when I learned how to talk back again, not disrespectfully, I learned that, hey, I could stand up for myself. I don't have to take this. I don't have to feel all. I know I messed up, you know? Um, so like, fine, I get it. I messed up. And like that, that, that's fine. I get it. I mean, I mean, that's the salon to say, I, 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 I kind of eventually, again, I took that to adulthood, especially for the last couple of years, I I had to answer to nobody for years. Guess what? We take it all to adulthood. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. No. And that, 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 again, things I wasn't taught. So, you know, we weren't, and then I wasn't taught until about four years ago. I'm, I don't want to put my age out there like that, but I'm a lot older now. We're, we're old, bro. Everybody, and can, so, everybody can tell. No, nobody really can get a guess my age. I act and look a lot younger than when my real age is. Mm. Well, I tried to anyways. The beard gives it away. I guess, but so it was just funny because you carry all these things into adulthood and you don't even realize it. But but what I, again? Well, what's what sucks about all that is that no one tells you. No, and the thing is, nobody's talking about it either, right? Like even even within the church, I'm big C church, not little C church. Oh uh, yeah, because we we talk about it here. But BC well, before Christ or before COVID? No, I said big C. <laughs> Big C, B I G C, uh, not B C, no, nah, be- nah, dude, before Christ, come on, dude. I, I, okay, in the church I grew up, in, and again, not criticizing it, totally, um, totally, totally. I, I, well, maybe again, because maybe because I was a kid, I don't, I don't recall. Yeah, I don't recall there being like a men's discipleship, like, Hey, let's guide just the men on, you know, issues or 
What? Whatever. I, I remember there being a a service for the married men and the women and the right. kids and the youth. But I don't remember there being, I, I could be wrong again. I was a kid uh, uh, of, of like, hey, you know, let's set something aside for these women that are married and, you know, maybe there's, there's some counseling or something like I, I don't remember there being anything like that. And again, now that I'm an adult, right. I am grateful that at the church that God has placed me in, there is. Right. And, and because of the need. And again, I don't want to just put it down. Um, I'm going to sound like I'm putting down our culture, but it, we were taught not to be vulnerable. And in order to have a men's discipleship ministry or gathering, you're admitting to fault saying that I need to be vulnerable. Yeah, you got to be, you gotta be willing to be broken down right. and break down yourself. And, and having that that space in the discipleship, you're able to be vulnerable while being judged because we've all been through it. We've and that's the other problem where I, I, I wouldn't say it's just a culture thing. I think it's a societal thing, like a, all around, like, oh, he's going to know what, I, what I've done. He's going to point the finger. And every time I come up there on stage, he's going to look at me different, like, and and no, I I have first of all, if he does look at you different, then he's not doing what he's supposed to do. Right. Because as that leader, as that pastor, you're not I don't really want to say you don't judge, but you correct with love. There's a lot of grace that's involved in that. Yes. And so if things I've been learning in the last so I've been here. If you ask somebody to be vulnerable with you, can't sit there and be like, Oh I no lo puedo creer, no me hables. Because it's like you just ask the guy to be vulnerable. It's only imbecile. But it's like. ¿Cómo pudiste hacer eso? Well, I wasn't with you, Christ. You just, I wasn't with Christ. Right. Number one, you probably weren't with Christ. And number two, you just asking me to be vulnerable. And now that I'm being vulnerable, you're condemning me. Es un puerco. Ay, ¿cómo pudiste? I wasn't with Christ, sir. Eres un alcohólico. No estaba con Dios. No conocía a Jesús. Me and Chuy weren't tight. Well, the only two I was with tight with was sitting behind the bar. So oh, there you go. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But and, but things you know, thing gracias a Dios, things change. They do change, and I I believe that's that's why this podcast is is so great. The idea that we're able to talk about these things that are not being talked about, and we will be talking a lot about this. a lot of stuff. Mm. Um, because how many times have haven't people backslidden and they feel they find themselves in a in a weird spot in a weird area where they feel like they can't talk to anybody, but they have to outgrow that, that season or surpass that season in order to get into the next season. And then le preguntas a tu tío que no sabe. Oiga, tío, tengo un problema. And then your tío can give you wisdom, but if it's not in a Christ-like fashion, you might get the wrong advice, man. Exactly. And then on another hand, say you're not backsliding, you're, you're a brand new congregate a brand new conversion just coming to christ what do i do now if nobody comes alongside you to say hey you know i'm here come alongside you how would they know I, how would they know they wouldn't know and so that's in a nutshell like why the remnant podcast is so important because these things that we could talk about aren't being talked about and we're praying that it helps Oh, that it will help somebody out there. Hopefully like a hundred thousand subscribers pretty soon, but 
in essence, like for example, like with with this episode, this first very first episode, where men aren't taught to be emotional, men aren't taught to be uh, vulnerable when we need to be. And the first example, the greatest example we have of vulnerability was Jesus Christ. Anytime he wanted to, he could have been called. Uh, I'm ready to go home, but he didn't. Oh no, aquí no, no se puede con esos. Yeah. So, I mean, and I don't know. To me, this was always a subject that was like close to me because I'm like, man, I wasn't taught these things right away. No, and and unfortunately, you know, there will be a lot of viewers um, that have probably gone through the same thing again, but we weren't taught either, you know, whether we grew up um, within church or without um, and now have come to Christ then, but just, we didn't receive, I, I think as a culture, more, more of us, cause we're Latinos. Whereas there's, there's that, um, just machismo, figure it out on your own. Um, porque no lo sabes, can aprendes, um, kind of, mentality and and then it's because you don't read your bible enough all right <laughs> i'm saying there's times where yes that that could be the that is the right answer but there's other times where somebody just wants wants you to lend the ear or i know it's not always about throwing the bible at you it's always you know jesus is love give someone a hug Sometimes it's really just that, you know. I come out, I had to cut out them, give him a hug, give him a hug, give him a hug. And that's why I think going to the beginning of what I started talking about. Um, circle back. Circle we don't, back. we don't yeah, tell, we don't hear I love you enough. And I, I don't know when I started doing that where it doesn't matter who it is. And if they don't feel like saying it back and it's fine. Right. Uh, I try to end calls with, Hey, I love you, bro. Whether it be um, the worship pastor, whether it be my brother, who mm. probably would never say that to me like that. But I always, hey, Luis, hey, I love you. Thank you for calling. Or whatever. I, I love you, bro. Wait, so do you both have the exact same name? Luis Olvera. Both yes. <laughs> really? Yes. Except now he goes by Lou. I still go uh, by Luis or Louis. Everybody calls him Louis or Lou, um, and that's what he prefers. Like, uh, oh, this is my brother. Yeah, Luis. so like, like, yeah. Or wow. he'll be like, Louis, and I'll be like, oh, this is my brother, Lou. Uh, like, out of respect, I'm like, all right, I'll follow his, right. you know, his it's tenure, Luis. and be like, oh, it's Lou. Dang, that's crazy. It, it's, it's weird. Um, and I, I don't know, but I, I did find it cool when he was at the wedding uh, because it, it he is the closest thing I have to a father figure right. when it comes to blood. Right. Right. Um, so it, it's been nice to get advice from him. Um, cool. Like any, like any advice you, you, you take, uh, you take it with a grain of salt. Some things you take directly, some things you, you know, like, Oh, maybe not that or whatever, you know, the, but his advice has been um, so valuable and it, it, I will awesome. say, I will say in that I'm very thankful to God that I do get to see that kind of full circle of like, okay, well, maybe your dad couldn't be your dad, mm -hmm. but this other man that is of your blood can be someone to help guide you in certain, That's awesome. in certain fields. That's awesome. Now we got to, now we got to bring him to Christ. 
Slowly. Let's do it. Slowly. And I think that's where the relationship with me and my younger brother has developed too. Because him and I, we've started talking a lot more. Like, and I always get criticized, especially by my wife too, which I love you. I love you, honey. Um, it's, it went from like once a month, once every two months to like, now it's like at least once a week. And it's like, wow. For me, it's so hard to talk to my brother and, and not on any emotional issues. Just he, he has a nine to five. He mm. lives pretty distant from his job. So he wakes up early, drives down with his coworkers, works his day, mm. goes back. And yeah. versus me, I'm traveling all over the country doing audio. Right. And for, see, it works out with me and my brother because we have like opposite schedules. So when I'm going to sleep, he's barely going into work. So we always find that gap where. Does he work in Japan or what? No, he's, he works nights. Oh. Yeah. So it's like we find that gap and it's like, okay, I can talk to you for an hour. And boom. ¿Cómo estás, compadre? Yeah, ¿Cómo basically, va? basically. ¿Qué no vas? Yeah. I love that guy. I mean, I know the Lord's reaching on little by little. So for now, this is where we're going to leave episode one. But we do invite you to like, subscribe. Uh, we are going to try to make sure that all our information is on the bottom of the screen and that you can reach us on all our social medias. And one thing we will always emphasize, if you need prayer, if you need advice, if we can't give you the advice that you need, we feel like we don't have it, we will try to point you in the right direction. Yep. We all need help. And sometimes we all need a hug. So guys, thank you for joining us for episode one of the Remnant Podcast. <laughs>